0: You are listening to The Arrived Podcast, episode number 21. Hey, gents. This is Bethany Reed-Peterson of Atelier Reed, and you are listening to Arrived, the podcast dedicated to helping single guys bring their A-game home. In the show, we're going to deep dive and get real on how you guys can better host your mates, impress your dates, and crush your goals, all by making simple changes to your space and your habits. So, if you want to come home knowing you've arrived, join me. Are you ready, gents? Let's do this. Hey, guys. I wanted to come at you with a quick announcement before we get started today. I am now officially 21 episodes into the podcast, and I'm so excited about this. I would love to to get the podcast out to as many guys as possible. So could you do me a favor? If you are enjoying the podcast, could I kindly ask you to please leave a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts you can get full instructions on how to do that on my website. Go to atelierreadcom slash podcast slash review. And if you guys could do that, if you've been a longtime fan of the podcast, if you've been listening fairly religiously to it, big words, I know. But if you have... Um, It would mean the world to me if you would please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, many, many kind thanks in advance for everyone who has already left a review and anyone who does leave a review. Thank you so much. Okay, let's actually get started. Okay, guys. So I've been listening to a lot of cream lately. Do you guys like cream? I mean, that's a stupid question, right? Like it's Eric Clapton who doesn't like cream. Love Cream. So I've been listening to specifically that song, The White Room, a ton. Um, I'm a huge fan of Cream. I listened to a lot of classic rock as a teenager, but haven't got back to my classic rock roots for a while. I like to, for example, listen to a lot of classical music during my workday because it really helps me concentrate and I listen to a lot of opera in the evenings because it helps me relax so big shout outs to BBC Radio 3 thanks for all the tunes guys so recently I started listening to cream again and guys it has just energized me oh my god I put it on real real loud (laughs) <laughs> on my headphones, and I rock out like I am 16 again. It is fucking brilliant. So, Let me explain myself here, because this is actually totally on point for what we are talking about today. But as ever, mentioning, if you guys have listened to the show for a while, you know that I like to get to things in a very roundabout manner. So why would today be any different? So stay with me. Here's the thing. Since starting this podcast, my schedule like yours, I would imagine at certain times has been crazy. Firstly, I had no idea how long each episode would take to prepare. So for the better part of, I'd say, I don't know, five months now, however long since it's been since I started this puppy, my calendar and my time blocking have been totally off. I have been booking my calendar just chock-a-block. I've been working on my business late into the evenings, six days, sometimes seven days a week. And a lot of you guys know that I run marathons. Um, I've been an avid runner for years now. And right now, I have virtually quit running. And I kind of hate to say this, but I just really have not been taking care of myself. I've not been eating healthfully, I've not been going for my runs. I've not been giving myself that self love or self care or you know, whatever the uh, insta instant media insta social media, grams, social buzzwords are these days, right? So I've not been giving myself that breathing room, Um, as it were, I mean, like much less a proper weekend, which, you know, is to say all of that is fine. I'm actually not bitching about any of this. I have been engaging in I suppose what you could say an elongated work sprint of sorts. And I knew there was going to be an end in sight. And don't worry, because I'm saying that does not mean the podcast is going anywhere. I've just a delegated a few things now, and I'm generally getting my rhythm down um, when it comes to the show. So, this whole like crazy chocolate block schedule is actually smoothing out a bit which is wonderful but I'm sure you face this in your own work life right you get caught up in a big project at work some sort of you know big push maybe a big project and it feels like you've lost touch with everything around you perhaps or at least that's what it has felt like do you guys ever feel that way as well do you ever just feel like your creativity has waned. When I say creativity, I i don't even mean, I'm not even reserving um, what we consider creativity for those who are in the creative professions, right? So any of you guys out there who are listening, and you're thinking, well, but Bethany, like I work in finance, or I work in tech, or I'm a coder, or like my work's not extremely creative, or, you know, I go to work every day, and I do the same thing. That's not to say that you do not have you know, a creative brain, just because you don't feel like you're using that aspect of your brain every day. You might be thinking, I'm very left brain, I'm an analytical thinker. And you'd be right. Um, but you'd also be wrong in that. I mean, we all pro- we all possess creativity, and we possess this ability to think innovatively, if we nurture that part of our brains. And as an aside, we're actually now starting to learn that the this whole like um, school of thought of left brain, right brain, analytical, creative thinking is actually somewhat bullshit because you use um, both sides of your brain when you're thinking analytically, and you use both sides of your brain when you're thinking creatively or innovatively. So we know that our brains fire on all cylinders, however it is we're thinking, whatever it is we're thinking about. In short. For all the guys out there who are less concerned about thinking creatively, but more concerned about thinking innovatively, I want you guys to listen up as well, because this is all part and parcel of the same topic. That said, if we're constantly on this hamster wheel, if we are constantly pushing from one task to the next, our creativity our creative problem solving abilities and our ability to think innovatively can get totally steamrolled. So, gents, here is where Eric Clapton and Cream and the White Room are going to save your life, metaphorically speaking, of course. What I'm talking about here is allowing yourself to zone out and create. A white room of your own to create what's called white space in your life. White space is just simply breathing room. The white room, I like to call it. It is white space that uh, resides in your schedule and in your life that allows your brain to replenish its creative faculties and its innovation muscle by turning off, tuning in and zoning out, so to speak. It's the time when we turn off our phone, and I'm going to say that one more time, it's the time when we turn off our phone, we tune in to something else around us, like let's say a fabulous piece of music or simply our own breath, and we zone out from the stress of our workload. So the term white space is actually borrowed from graphic design. It's so-called negative space as well, because white on a page or in a graphic has a powerful balancing or harmonizing effect against other colors or illustrations that the eye registers. So if we think about that, and we use that as a bit of a metaphor for all that we do in our lives, for both work and pleasure, and we think about the, the work schedule and the, our recreational activities as like the color, white space is exactly as it does on the tin here, right? It balances out the colorful chaos of the activities in your work and personal life. Put it another way. No doubt your college guidance counselor probably told you to make sure to leave lots of white space or, you know, like at least one inch margin in your resume, right? Because It's easy for an employer to skim through your resume and read it. And, you know, if you think about this conversely, right, like if you've looked at resumes when you've hired out, how many resumes have you round filed on your way to the conference room simply because they looked too complicated or wordy? Our brains cannot function when something is too cluttered or it's too stimulated visually. It is the absolute same with our creativity and our ability to innovate especially in this digital age of constant information being hurled at us you know that could be anything from someone's superfluous Facebook status or their Instagram story to you know something that's actually more visceral like the recent stock market downturn or you know like coronavirus concerns right all of these things come flying at us every single day and our brains are processing these things all at once and it's a lot to take in. Naturally, of course, in 2020, we are bombarded with messages, too, of maxing out your productivity. And, you know, of course, like, I'll hold my hand up, right? There was a we did a podcast episode on how you can max your productivity. Everyone, including myself, wants to be the most productive as we can. We are told to work faster to get more and more and more done in less and less and less time. Except we forget sometimes that unlike the newest computer processor, our minds can only work so fast under such stressful conditions. We experience this not just at work, um, but you know, also in our recreational lives as well. So for example, how many of you guys listen to audiobooks on the way to work, like when you're in the subway or you're driving to work? How many of you guys listen to podcasts when you go running or even podcasts as you're trying to fall asleep at night? I mean, even our Peloton instructors talk at us during our bootcamp session or during our cool-down runs. There's never really a moment when we're not processing information. There's never really a moment that we're just simply doing nothing. So today on the show, I want to share with you guys and I want to offer up some suggestions and a few hacks that have actually really helped me since creating the podcast, since this elongated work sprint These things have really helped me reconnect with that crucial white space in my life. And I know that these things are going to help you as well. You'll have to tweak them a little bit to cater to what works best for your brain. But these are really powerful exercises and whatever form you choose to do them in, you can absolutely sit and create your own white room or your own white space yourself for me, one of the best ways that I found to release a bit of mental breathing room for myself recently has, like I've said, been to listen to classic rock again. I've been listening to it loud and I've been listening to it on repeat. I have even taken to dancing around my living room with my records on full volume and I'm feeling it in my bones. I've, I've turned this... This into like an actual physicality. Personally, music and dance create for me this release, and consequentially a space, um, as as it were, um, between the sedentariness of my workday, hunched over my laptop. Just like you, I'm sure, feeling this constant nagging pressure to produce content, to meet weekly deadlines, and to constantly push myself. So listening to Classic Rock, for me in particular, is a wonderful release because it does what's called pattern interrupting in my brain after or during a busy workday. It gets me out of my thinking brain, so to speak, and it brings up instead more um, emotional uh, thinking, uh, memories, let's say, of, you know, those fairly carefree years growing up as a kid, and it gets me back into that space, especially as a child where creativity flowed much more easily. Sometimes when I engage in this practice, oddly enough, it's an incredible way for me to problem solve. So in the middle of a track, for example, I've come up with solutions to work problems that Totally escaped me when I'm just sitting there at my desk trying and white knuckling a solution on something. In other instances, when I've been listening to music and especially when I've been physical about it too, right? I will actually have these visualizations in my brain of opportunities that I might seek out, um, ways in which to network with other people or opportunities that really just might advance my career or even just actually just help me out in my recreational life. It's really crazy and I'm, I'm not a neuroscientist so I can't actually put the science down here on this. But it is really crazy when I step away and I create this uh, inner world for myself, even for like the length of a song, how much my brain can actually start to think more creatively. I love this kind of trance or physical study of music, you might say. I love especially the psychedelic guitar riffs of Jimi Hendrix or the pulsating drum beats of the Black Angels in particular. I find the music that the Black Angels makes so incredibly powerful. I find it almost tribal and it helps to put me in, like I said, almost like this trance state where whenever I listen to it, all I can do is just be in that moment. Incidentally, I went to go see them play in um, Asheville, North Carolina at the I think it was the Orange Peel a few years ago, and that experience was Absolutely transformative. If you guys ever get the chance to go see the Black Angels play live, I would highly recommend it. They are amazing. And you know what? Actually, like recently, too, like just speaking of Jimi Hendrix, I actually sat once for I think it was like the entire five minute length of Voodoo Child, just looking out the window, looking at the wind blowing through the trees, and letting that music just wash over my ears, right? I studied the guitar riffs, I could envision what how he was playing the music. And does that sound like a little bit crazy? I mean, maybe it does. Sure. But it was that mini release that my mind really needed to get me away from the critical thinking that wasn't actually serving me. And when I say that, I mean critical thinking from the standpoint of again, when you're trying to white knuckle a solution. Five minutes, guys, sometimes is really all that it Takes, right? So five minutes these days when we have an attention span of like a gnat is really actually incredibly hard sometimes to just sit with a piece of music for four to five minutes and really just be in that piece of music to feel it. But that said, it can really do wonders for your brain and it can really boost your creativity. Of course, if you guys are not a fan of classic rock, it's not like it has to be classic rock. I mean, there's no sort of secret formula to classic rock or to rock music at all. I mean, you might have a love for opera as I do. You might love hip hop music. You could even go wild on 50s Indian music as I sometimes do like when I take a bath. Actually, 50s Indian music is incredible if you ever just want to zone out and like be in this really cool state. 50s Indian music, guys, I love it. You can get some great playlists on Spotify. I think the real trick here when listening to music is to actually stray from the music that you typically listen to, right? So if you like a particular band you might take some time away from that band and then, and then come back to it, right? So it's actually about listening and being, like I said, in that moment with the music. And if, if you're constantly listening to one album over and over and over, your brain's going to stop creating this sort of um, distancing effect. Think about listening to genres of music or going back to genres of music that you haven't actually listened to in a long time and you can actually listen to with fresh ears. Another exercise that is really wonderful for creating some white space, creating that breathing room, and has been really transformative for me as well and helped me create some of my best ideas and to get away from that hamster wheel to-do list that I have, and I know you have too, um, that is to just simply to get out and go for a walk or a light, easy jog on my lunch hour. The operative word here is easy. You do not want this to be a crazy hard run. A crazy hard run will probably not so much help you create that breathing room and that white space, uh, simply because you are still pushing. You're pushing your mind, you're pushing your body, you're probably worried about your stats. Vigorous exercise is phenomenal, as we know, for keeping one's brain healthy. And for creating some distance here to zone out, we want to be in that relaxed and light space. If you're like me and you absolutely hate the thought of running with nothing, you know, floating around between your ears to listen to, you might actually try challenging yourself by going for simply a 20 minute walk or a nice easy jog with just nothing to focus on other than your walk and some birdsong or the trees and your breath. This will be incredibly painful at first because the thought of being alone with our thoughts can be terrifying. It can be excruciating, especially when we do live in this digital era where we just have information thrown at us all the time. It's very saturated, our digital age. But Again, it's often in these moments, in these quieter moments where we extract ourselves from the information overload, that we generate our best ideas simply because we've given our body and our mind the space to focus on pretty much nothing but that light, easy walk, that jog, and maybe listening to our breath. If you do find that music actually does help you create an escape and a creativity boost when you're exercise, then you know, of course, go ahead. There's nothing to say that you, you know, there's one way to do it and one way to do it only. That said, do really try here to keep the podcasts and audiobooks at bay because again, remember, we are giving your cognitive mind some space to relax. The important thing to remember here is that each of us will respond a little differently to certain stimuli so of course find what works best for you that said you do want to keep distractions here at minimum this means putting your phone away it means not keeping score of how fast you're running or competing with the runners you pass or who might god forbid pass you when you're out doing your light easy jog or your run or i'm sorry your walk If you are out exercising, this equally means choosing somewhere that's safe, where you can zone out to the beat of your steps, or again, the sound of the birds or the wind in the trees, right? So you don't want to be worried when you're going out for this, you know, white space jog about traffic or cyclists or being in an unsafe environment, right? This is a time where you really just want to be on autopilot to the best of your ability. If you work in a busy urban environment and there's really no easy escape to nature when you step out of your office, let's say to go for, you know, that lunch hour jog, you might then instead consider spending some quiet time in a meeting room to meditate or even just sit quietly for a little bit. So many offices and co-working spaces now have these quiet rooms that are designated specifically for helping people create white space in their day. If your organization doesn't yet have this facility, you might suggest designating a rarely used office or a small conference room specifically for this. Remember, it doesn't have to be on your lunch hour that you take time to zone out, but it is important to schedule white space in and guys, to stick to it Which I appreciate is incredibly hard, especially when we do really still live in this age where busy is king and it can kind of almost be perceived as a weakness, potentially, to say no to something, to say I have to schedule in my white space time. On this, one practice that was incredibly hard for me to adopt because It took me so long to really understand the impact of journaling, of being alone with my thoughts, of getting them out on the paper. It has been ultimately a transformative experience for my creativity and for my innovative thinking, just spending a bit of time in the morning to journal and to get my thoughts out on paper. And we are starting to hear thought leaders, you know, like um, Tim Ferriss, talk about journaling, and you know his cadre of followers as well. So there really is something to this. But this one is a bit of a paradox because this process mm-hmm. is actually incredibly cognitive while you are in it. Because you're, well, what I'm doing when I journal is, I wake up every morning and I examine immediately those negative thoughts that come to the fore and those which keep me hostage and in inertia when i wake up in the morning and it's something that i have to be really cognizant about so that unto itself is actually a really cognitive process however once i get the thoughts out on the page i reread them i examine them i spin them around i reframe them i do all the wonderful things right to kind of counter my negativity and really question is it true It is such a powerful pressure release valve for my brain to just get going with the rest of my day. And then instead of these thoughts that constantly play on repeat in the background of my mind, the ones that are subconsciously keeping my productivity at bay, I have made space for them. I have acknowledged them, and consequently, have been able to release them. And in that process, I have cleared up vital space in my brain to create, to be creative, and to imagine the possibilities in my life instead of just thinking about the perceived roadblocks. So, if you think about it, I suppose from the perspective of a laptop, right? Like you could think about journaling like defragmenting your computer. You can think about it like clearing off your desktop clutter and just like hitting, um, you know, the empty trash button. Morning journaling, um, just as like if you do if you do that with your laptop, it just speeds up your laptop. It will speed up your brain remarkably if you just get that stuff in the dumpster on a notebook, you process it and you let it go. The morning journaling method that I practice is called the thought model, and it was developed by a woman named Brooke Castillo, who is the founder of the Life Coach School. If you are interested in learning more about how this process works, um, I'm going to put a link to a quick video that she created in the show notes to this episode. So uh, the show notes here are at atelierread.com/ 21, because this is episode 21. Bear in mind, there's no right or wrong way to to journal journaling in your morning can be as simple as free writing uh, free writing is just the process of writing whatever comes to mind and just putting it out on paper elizabeth gilbert who wrote the best-selling book eat pray love swears by what she calls morning pages uh, her practice is one that she's adopted to get again all the thoughts out here positive or negative out Into a notebook so she can move on with her day with more creativity and less distraction or friction. One of the world's top high performance coaches, author of High Performance Habits, Brendan Burchard, has created uh, morning prompts, morning journaling prompts in the planner that he devised to help him navigate his day. So in his planner, he asks himself a series of questions, and then he writes them out, um, pen to paper. And what I'll do to here is I will also leave a in the show notes a link so that if you care to check out his planner, you can do that as well. Like I mentioned earlier, it's so ironic because it's usually in our most white knuckled moments that we need to make time the most for white space, it can be incredibly difficult to get your mind out of this vicious cycle. We think we don't have time to slow down, to take a lunch break in the park, to get out for a jog, or indeed to dance around our living room even. I mean, how decadent does that sound, right? What's important, again, to mention here is that white space time needs to be scheduled In, Because sure, it's a romantic concept to think about treating yourself to an hour long lunch in the park, or to spend the first hour even of your day meditating or free writing. I mean, that just seems almost downright atrocious to some of us. But our minds will try to trick us and to tell us we don't have the luxury of partaking in these activities or partaking is on some level the ultimate sin, right? Because doing nothing at all, God forbid, just don't do nothing, always be doing something. I'm here to tell you guys that uh, in case you haven't figured this out already, all of that is bullshit. If you give your mind the proper time it needs to release the pressure valve, it is shocking how much productivity and how much creativity you can generate in less time. The trick here, no matter how busy you feel you are, and again, busy is a feeling. Busy is not an actuality or a circumstance. Busy is a feeling. No matter how busy you feel you are, you have to schedule in the time for white space. Warren Buffett is famously known for only having a few events on his calendar a month and Bill Gates is also known for retreating with I think like a small fridge load of Diet Coke to a secluded cabin overlooking the ocean and really just reserving a week I think sometimes even two to silence to writing and to reading and and really just generating this white space when we think of warren buffett and we think of bill gates you know we think of a couple of the smartest most successful men alive right but maybe we wouldn't necessarily immediately think of these two men as the most creative like if we think of picasso we think about his incredible creative talent but we wouldn't necessarily think of warren buffett as being creative we would very potentially credit both of these men to being incredibly innovative in their field if this is a practice that these two men swear by And it's one that they actively and consciously create time for in their calendar and they stick to it. It's one that we can practice as well. What's really interesting is that a lot of thoughts might be coming up for you here, as they did for me when I first started this. You might be thinking, well, yeah, sure, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett have a whole team of people backing them, they have the luxury of taking this time away. And I'm not saying that you need to go take two weeks out and, you know, turn off your phone for the next two weeks. But what was interesting for me in this process and getting back, I should say, to white space, and maybe this rings true for you on some level as well, I was actually subconsciously saying to myself on a level, I don't deserve this luxury. I don't have the luxury of time. And if I want to create a successful business, I need to be on all the time. Whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are an employee for someone else's business, we are all guilty of feeling this way or feeling some form of this, right? So when we think of time as the ultimate luxury, we don't think of spending that luxurious time racing around, right? We think of the luxury of time in that regard as time spent doing things that we enjoy. So if you have any issues whatsoever, as frankly, most of us probably do with any kind of workaholism, it can be really hard to learn to slow down and indeed actually stop your day even briefly to account for this white space. If you think about it too, society rewards busyness. It says, if you want a job done, give it to a busy person. Or when someone asks us how we're doing, it makes us almost feel good, doesn't it? To say, oh, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm so busy. Things are busy. So we really get this reward and we feel busy. So it is so alien to actually reverse course here and just slow down for a minute. It's actually, as I hope I've demonstrated, at least uh, on some level today, it's actually in that process of slowing down that our brain can catch up and build its innovation muscle and regroup itself for actually what we might consider compounding effects for innovation, for creativity, and for our productivity. So guys, whether you love cream or not, I want to challenge you this week, even for a short time, to turn off your phone, to tune into your body, and to zone out into your own metaphorical white room. That's it for me. I'll speak to you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Arrived. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and your space is feeling a little more like a crash pad than a home, not to worry. I'm here for you gents. Join me over at atelierreid.com slash arrived to work with me one-to-one on a design action plan to help you bring your A-game home. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-W-R-E-D-E.com slash arrived. So what are you waiting for? Let's do this. I'll see you next time, guys. Have a great week.